the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Rolled up to my Chevrolet. I climbed down up inside. Well, good morning, everybody. <clears throat> Excuse me. You may have been the first person I'm talking to today. Let me turn you up as well so that you can yep with me. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We've seen one another all morning long. Yes. But we're welcoming our listeners. Good morning. If you have a car question, now's the time to call in. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. And last week was exciting, to say the least. We had 20 phone calls. Um, that's a record for the show. We've never had that many. We usually average between 15 and 17, sometimes as low as 10 or 12, mm-hmm. but usually between 10 and 17 callers. Yeah. So I don't know if it's going to get busy like that, but 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And everybody seems to call in the last usually hour for sure, but <laughs> mostly half an hour, so it's a little crazy. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. L- uh, let me start with automatic transmission exchange. Um Everybody knows the transmissions are really sophisticated and they're quite different than the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and even to the 80s. The difference being is is that the old transmissions, we used to shift those based on pressure, based on, based on throttle, um, based on a lot of different things. And then they would just go so far and they'd shift whether you wanted them to or not. With electronic transmissions, the computer tells it when to shift, and the computer is looking at a wide range of data to decide when to shift your car. So the problem becomes when you're diagnosing those kinds of problems, is the computer signal being sent? Is it, re- is it received? Then once it's received, is the action like the solenoid is opened or closed, is that occurring? So it's not easy. Um, but it is kind of easier for the guys that just do that, which is like automatic transmission exchange. So if you live in central Phoenix or anywhere, really, and you want a good transmission shop, then stop by automatic transmission exchange, 40th Street in Washington. And we got a caller already. Good deal. Who is it? That would be uh, Richard. Say hello. Hi, Richard. How are you? I'm doing quite well, Mark. How can I help you? I've got a 2013 Nissan Xterra. Okay. It's got 27,000 miles on it. Okay. I bought it from a private seller back east and had it shipped out here. Okay. First thing I did was put a set of new tires on it. Second thing I did was go down to have a wheel alignment. The wheel alignment shop couldn't do it on the camber side because the Xterra doesn't have adjustable cam bolts. Okay. I then made arrangements to put in adjustable cam bolts, and that was the problem. The bolt that's in there 
on both sides is seized up, uh, rusted together with the sleeve that they fit in. Okay. Uh, the guy tried an impact wrench, got the uh, bolts loose, oh, well, the, the nut loose, uh, and banged away on it for a while with a sledgehammer and said, I don't want to do too much more because I might cause that sleeve to separate from the rubber that surrounds it, and then you got substantial problems. He said he couldn't use a torch because he'll melt the rubber around the sleeve, and that causes substantial problems. I asked him if there's any way that you could use any kind of uh, spray that would uh, help um, eat away at the rust between the bolt and the sleeve, and he said, no, you'd use so much that you'd probably degrade the rubber itself. So my issue is, do you have any idea as to what else I can try? And then he said, basically, you're kind of limited to just religiously uh, doing uh, uh, tire rotations about over five or 6,000 miles. Okay, stop. Stop. we got to go way back to the beginning. Okay. Um, what, did they give you a piece of paper that uh, said something was out of whack? Uh, the alignment shop said they could not do the camber alignment. I understand because, that. Yeah, okay. I understand that, but they didn't give you any documents. No. Okay. Do you have abnormal wear on either front tire? I'm They're brand new, so no. Okay. What about the old ones that were on it? Uh, the the answer was yes. They they a variety. That's why I changed the tires out with only twenty seven thousand miles on. But you can't tell me what that wear was no. all about. No. No. Okay. Well, I I. And you're he, asking he, he me to comment on what they, you've been told by this guy and that guy and this guy and that guy and this guy looked at it and he said this. And you know, that I, I can't do that. I can tell you that what should have happened at the very beginning is, is what's the camber value? And let's say it's positive 2 to negative 2. Let's just pretend. Positive 2 to negative 2. And you're at positive 3. Who cares? And if we don't see associated wear with this camber problem, then we don't care. So we're talking about splitting a human hair in half. So I don't know, and you've done all this work, and you've moved from shop to shop, and really what should have happened is is the shop at the very beginning, if they're not capable of installing camber kits, they shouldn't be in the alignment business. So what needs to happen is, is you need to start all over. And I hope he didn't beat on. Did he beat on that on the threaded part of that stud? No, or not. Okay, no. good, good. Because no. if he did, he just messed it all up. So really and truly, we need to find out what the camber is. The camber wears the outside or the inside of the front tires. If it's just one side, then it's just one side. Now, if it's a, if it's the wide angle is negative three and you're negative twenty, I would bet you'd have a really bad pull. <laughs> and I'm using an exaggerated numbers. So. You know, if you don't have a pull and you're driving down the road, and on the crowned road, City Street, you pull, you drift a little to the right, and on a highway, you stay pretty steady because the road is flatter, and we're not moving the water off the roadway into the curbs. So, it, you know, I, you, you need to have somebody drive it, and you need to have look at the tread wear, and that'll tell you whether this camber thing. Now, the only good thing about this is, is they couldn't do the camber kit, so there was no financial motivation to tell you that they would do the camera kit but did they refer the second guy to you i uh, did in the same shop okay so i thought you went to another shop so well, it, well 
the the two shops are are, are sort of co-located. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I I I can't tell you what part of town do you live in? Uh, North Central Phoenix. Okay. Why uh, don't you go back and ask them for a readout? Okay. I mean, tell them. I does your does your alignment machine have the ability to print out? you know, a readout, and then better have your car on there and have better have the specifications for your car on there. It can't be generic. It can't be at Ford because that's the last one that was on the alignment rack. So they got to put it back on. They got to hook up the heads, and they got to swing left and right with the steering wheel, and that gathers up all the data. Then they're going to give you a print out that has green and red on it and all that other kind of stuff. You just have to take that with a grain of salt. Okay. All right. Positive. Assuming, assuming, Mark, assuming for purposes of argument that I that I either now or in the future will need to change out that cam bolt and put an adjustable bolt. If it's seized up, any idea about how to do that? I'm not going to guess okay. because I know you're going to go out and get a torch or you're going to start beating on. I'm <laughs> no, not gonna, I'm not going to do anything. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> I, old guys know that you're. You're waving the the red flag in front of a bull when you start talking to a gray-haired guy. Okay. So this isn't this is on a one to ten scale with difficulty. It might be a four or a five. Okay. So, but but here's no the, here's the question. Hey, Mark, how often do you? First of all, how many cars do you service? Oh, fifteen to twenty a day. How often do you have to put a camber kit on a monthly basis? No, month doesn't work. <laughs> how much a year? Uh, maybe five or six camber kits a year. Um, are any of them with twenty or thirty thousand miles? Nope. Okay. Where are the camber kits needed? Well, that's after the upper ball joint or the lower ball joint caves in, and that's usually north of a hundred thousand miles. Okay. Well, do all of them need a camber kit at a hundred thousand? Heck, no. We're still back down to single digits over a year. Hmm. So, so you know, if you don't start with the specifications, then you're you're you're. But really and truly, this is. This is not a big deal. Okay. If if you don't have, and I would have loved to know what the 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 other tires. But again, the the car will pull to the positive side of camber and to the neg, and then it will um, it'll pull to the positive side of the camber. And so if if you got three positive on the left and the other ones two, it's going to pull to the left because the left is bigger than the right. And so if it goes straight down the road, <laughs> we're pretty close. Okay. Sounds good to me. All right. Good luck to you. Thank you, Richard. That, you know, that's a, that's a big problem because we don't arm them. My industry doesn't arm them with enough information. You got any comments on that? Nope. <laughs> okay. I, I can't really say them, okay? Because yeah. I can't separate myself as some god of cars. Yeah. So no, there's I, lots I think, of other guys out there that can pull yeah, this off. Yeah, and maybe another shop might be able to help him, you know, another alignment shop or something like that if they have it checked again okay but he needs to go back to the first shop okay. because the first shop is the one that started this and number two they should have given him a readout and yes. if they don't have a readout their alignment machine is from the fred flintstone days okay okay or they're going to come up with our printers broken i don't know yeah i don't know well if that's the case and the printer's broken let's put it on the alignment rack let's do the setup again and let me see what you're seeing right. and then take your phone out and take his picture and then what about the bolt? Well, if we're it not needs dealing, it. If we, yeah, we're not going to do it until <laughs> he we He wanted to know how to get the bolt out. Well, and that's fine. That's fine. That's kind of like me telling you, would you go out and doctor my horse, and you don't know which end to start at? You can't describe this. Well, on a horse, it's different because you can't describe it on the radio. But, but the idea is, is you have to look at it. And okay. penetrating oil? 
we wouldn't use penetrating oil? What? What's that silliness all about? Wait, you're saying you would, probably. Of course you would. Okay. Of course you would. Okay. And then when you're done, why don't you take a wet rag and just soap it up and wipe all this penetrating oil off the rubber? You know what I mean? Why don't you just go to the pressure washer and... And then if the rubber's going to... It's a boot. I'm sure it's a boot. Okay. The rubber... I don't know. Yeah. You, 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 you're doing... Um, it's what about this? What about this? What about this? I'm just and, asking okay. you. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I you're don't ask you about little, cooking. You're getting a little wadded up already yeah, yeah, <laughs> after one call. Watch out. No, no. I'm not mad at Richard. I know I'm that. Just, he is in a situation that he, he didn't have any control over, and somebody put him in that situation. Right. And so they got they say, this is what you need, but we can't do it, but we're going to tell you how to, how to have them do it. Yeah. Okay? So that doesn't make sense. Okay. Anyway, we've got another caller. And that would be Jock. Uh, Jock? J-O-C-K. Okay, I, I wanted to make sure I didn't hear you, but I, I know i got to take a break first. Yeah. So, Jock, you stay right there. I promise we'll be back in about three and a half minutes. Mark Levin reminds us of when the Russian tampering happened. The entire interference in our election by the Russians occurred on Barack Obama's watch, on Clapper's watch, on Brennan's watch, on Comey's watch, on John Kerry's watch, on Joe Biden's watch. Not one of them are held responsible for failing to do anything effective to stop it or to even inform the American people about what was taking place. Mark Levin, weeknights at 9 on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? How would you like to participate in stock market gains but never stock market losses? Join James and Brandon Herbis for the Safe Money Radio Show here on KKNT every Saturday at 2 p.m. and Sundays at 1 p.m. And you can also call James and Brandon now for your free customized safe information money kit and a 115-page safe money book at 844-371-SAFE. That's 844-371-7233. A promise was made. A promise that hit the beaches of Normandy. A covenant that split the skies over Berlin. A vow that captured Iwo Jima. A promise was made. A solemn oath that liberated Seoul. A sacred trust that defended Kaesan. A pact that dug in in Da Nang. A contract that weathered Tet. A promise was made. A pledge that stormed the desert in Iraq. A bond that patrolled door-to-door in Fallujah. An IOU that braved IEDs in Kandahar. A promise was made to America's veterans. A promise we all must keep. 
DAV fights for all veterans and their families so they get the health care, financial benefits, and support they earned. If you're a veteran who needs help or you'd like to help us keep the promise, visit DAV.org. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade for my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Well, welcome back, everybody. My name's Mark Salem, and sitting next to me is my wife. She's here to second-guess every decision I make. No, I'm just here to keep you calm, which is not really easy. Oh, be quiet. Be quiet. I am, as long as I'm laughing, I'm fine. Jock, like I said, you're up. And, and Jock, have you been have you been named Jock your whole life? No, actually, I think your call screener uh, didn't hear me too good. It's Jack, J-A-C-K. Okay. Oh, my God. We're, we're starting the show off bad already. <laughs> uh, what I was going to say to him is, is my nickname in all through my younger years was Jocko. Right. And so, but oh, this okay. it's a long way from Jack. Okay, we're going to forgive him and because it's too early in the show to lamb, you know, beat him up. But anyway, I'm, I'm all yours, Jack. So, Mark, I was going to ask you, my daughter is going to get her first car, and she really loves the little Kia Soul, probably looking in the year range everywhere between, let's say, 2010 to 2015. And um, so just wondering, what have your guys been experienced with that? And the big thing I'm looking at is the GDI engines that Kia uses you know, I've, I've heard that they have different styles of those GDIs, some of which end up getting fouled up because they don't spray any type of gasoline on uh, the, through the valves, and others that they do. I, I didn't know what's happening with Kia on that. Well, first of all, let me tell you, the Kia Soul is a nice car. It's kind of small for me, um, and I'm not telling you what to do, but I put all my kids in three-quarter ton four-wheel drive trucks hoping that they would win if they if they were stupid and had a wreck. And so I just thought bigger's better. Now, I didn't put them in a Suburban because I didn't want to pay for nine kids who had back and neck aches once that accident happened. So that's kind of how I thought. The Kia and the Hyundai is a really good car. Those cars were really big pieces of crap years and years and years ago, but they're really good cars. With respect to direct, direct injection, it's just a matter of, of the roll of the dice. If somebody is running the car hard every once in a while, that seems to be better than the little old lady who goes to Circle K in the doctor's office and never drives more than three miles outside of the range of her house, or the little old man. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that I'd worry about that. Um, you're going to find a lot of people that talk about that, but he, do you understand how what's going on here? 
Well, right on, um, you know, a, a standard injected engine, you've got flow, you know, across the valves. A back of the and valve. So, the back right, of the valve. And so then that way it cleans them up. No, no. What what happens is we, we go behind the valve, but we're using oil to open and close the valve. So we're going in the shaft area, so to speak, but we also use oil to, to, to lubricate the stem of the valve. The, the gas would pass through that area and pick that oil up. So we had a constant drip of oil on the, but as the gasoline came in and the valve opened up, it would go ahead and pull the oil into the cylinder. Nobody ever saw blue smoke. True reasons, catalytic converter and, um, and the, the amount of oil is minuscule at best. So now that we've moved it, the injector to the cylinder, we're not washing the gas off the back of the valve. And so the engine temperatures cause that oil to oxidize, which is turned to black tar. Then there'll come a time where that whole, that whole intake runner, maybe the size of your thumb or a little bit better on your sole, the size of your thumb, <laughs> that intake behind the intake valve will just plug up. And then, of course, you have to take it apart to clean it up. So I want to tell you that we started off at the very beginning with a lot of direct injection problems. They've tapered off dramatically, and I don't know if it's a gasoline additive that they're using. I don't know what it is. I can tell you that most cars today are using the synthetic oil, and the synthetic oil won't oxidize till about 500 degrees. The conventional oils would oxidize at 250, 300. So there's a significant difference on whether the oil is going to turn to a carbon or whether it's going to still not be a carbon and be oil. So. I don't know that that would be the biggest thing I would worry about. I'd be more interested in taking that car and having a used car check over and finding out how it's been taken care of. And if it's ever been wrecked, I'd do a Carfax and all that other kind of stuff. So I think, I think I'd pay most shops are 75 to $125 for what we call a used car check over. And I, I think that a good thorough bumper to bumper would be better than anything. But then again, you know, there's a lot of people working about worried about direct injection. I'm not. So, that help you? Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask as I go over to Thunderbird Auto, and um, is it something that the guys can actually? I don't know if they have a pull off the valve cover or what they've got to do to peek down into the area and make sure that it's not jammed up with a bunch of uh, corrosion carbon. No, um, you're not going to get into that port unless you pull the intake completely off. Now, you could oh, probably okay. throw the throttle, take the throttle body off, and if you have a flexible camera, you can drop that down in there. It's going to be a hit and miss whether you hit the right runner or not. You could probably go in there, but the camera would have to have a light on the lens. And so you, you might be able to do that. There's a lot of shops out there that have fancy, fancy, you know, chemicals that we're going to inject into your car, and it's going to turn to foam, and it's going to do all this fancy stuff. That's not anything I play with. That's just, I don't care if you do, but that's nothing I offer my customers. There's a whole lot of chemicals out there that are going to whiten your teeth and make your uh, armpits not stink and make your car love you. And if you do this, then you, your car's going to love you. But really, who loves you is the guy that does it for 100 or $200, and your car doesn't care. So that's kind of my, my feelings about all that kind of stuff. But... You know, that would be it. You're, you're, you said you're only in 27,000 miles on this, or what were you at in this one? Oh. I'm, I'm sorry, you're asking me? Yeah, how many miles are on the, this car we're talking about? Oh, um, 
she's just starting to look for these. Like I say, oh. probably in the, her price range, anywhere between 2010 and 2015, and anywhere mileage uh, on the low end, probably 30,000 to the high end, 75,000. Okay, and I agree with you. It depends on whether you pick five thousand miles a year, you fifteen thousand miles a year, twenty thousand miles a year. So, you know, an eight-year-old car is going to, at ten thousand miles a year, is going to have eighty thousand miles. Uh, I would expect that you'd have a rough idle. I would expect that you might have a little ta 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 ta, little bit. I would expect that you could tell that it doesn't have the power it should. But those are the symptoms of of a of a problem that's coming up hard. Okay. All right, Jack, thank you very much. Let me talk about Larry Harker's Auto. Remember we were talking about the camber kits? Okay, Bob at Larry Harker's Auto is a wizard. You know that. Right. This on a 1 to 10 scale, I said, what was it, 4 or 5 or 6, somewhere around mm-hmm. there? It's a 2 to him. Okay. Okay, it's a 2 to him. He's been around the block. He's a grizzly old guy. He's gray-haired. He has more hair than I do, mm-hmm. and that really makes me mad. Yeah, most but, people do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, um, the dogs. Resist. <laughs> okay, anyway, Larry Harker's Auto is at 38th Avenue in Indian School. He's a really good guy. He's a guy that could handle those kinds of things. And the good guys and the old guys were smart enough to say, no, we're not the right guy. So you need to go over to this shop because he's got this guy, and he's a lot better than I am. So the referral is part of we we oftentimes send people to stereo shops mm-hmm. to have windshields replaced, um, to do a variety of things that we don't do, right. and that we don't do well. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what happens. But anyway, Larry Harker's Auto, he's been around since 1967. Bob and Ellen run the place, own the place, and Ellen takes care of the front counter, and Bob takes care of the shop. And you can get Bob's attention by asking for it and spend a few minutes, and he's happy to do that with you. But if you're going to take him for a 45-minute drive, he's not going to be happy. Right. So, <laughs> do, uh, and I'll, when we come back, I'm going to tell you a story about somebody that went on a test drive and ended up at Canyon Lake. That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Are you putting your retirement savings in a 401k, IRA, or investment account? Then I have one word of advice. Stop. Experts warn of a stock market crash any day now, and you could lose 50% or more of your hard-earned savings again. But you don't have to lose a penny. There's a better, safer way to save for retirement, and you can learn about it in a free report. This method continues to grow your money even when the market tumbles. To get this free report, go to bankonyourself.com. That's bankonyourself.com. Bankonyourself.com. This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. 
it appears that the economy is slowing down and that markets are signaling even further weakening. I've been an economic optimist since the Trump election, especially when he made broad-based tax cuts a priority. But I did warn that the effects of the tax cuts would be short-term unless he continued to push in a pro-growth direction. But after the tax cuts, the president instead pivoted towards increasing taxes on international trade. Make no mistake, tariffs are taxes. And as such, they choke off growth. And that's exactly what has been happening. Economic growth has gone from a sizzling summer of over 4% to an average fall at under 3.5%. And the winter looks like it might be cooling down to under 3%. If, in the president's language, we want to make America great again, and we really want to beat China, growth is the way to do it. I'm Jerry Boyer. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T. F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, or S, speech difficulty, then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately, because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs, face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. 33 minutes after the, the 10 o'clock hour. Mark and Renee Salem here at your service. We've been in business um, 39 years in the auto repair business. She takes care of the office, and I take care of the staff, and I take care of the shop. Yeah, no. So the kids pretty, do it now. Uh, yeah, that's true to some extent. Bud, thank you for holding. How can I help you? Uh, good morning, Mark. I have a 1988 F-150 four-wheel drive. Uh, 351 Windsor fuel injected and about three weeks ago uh, I fired it up in the driveway cold and I would go to give it gas put it in gear to pull out and the engine and quit running and uh, so I changed the fuel canister on the rail up uh, on the frame and everything is fine about three weeks and then here lately last couple four or five days uh, on a cold start, I would tippy-tap the throttle out of the driveway and the engine would quit again, start it, it'd fire right up, okay. tippy-toe the gas pedal and it'd do the same thing. Then after that, it was, it'd run all day just fine. Okay, all right. Well, I, how many fuel pumps was, have you had on this? Uh, it's been about seven years, eight years. Okay, how many miles are on the truck? Approximately 155,000. Are you teasing me? You no. said this was a Ford and you got 155. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. I'm just teasing Especially you. Especially since it's an 88. That's... Yeah. You, do you keep your tank where? You keep it a quarter, half full? Where do you keep it? I usually, I got dual tanks, so I switch back and forth uh, about half a tanks to try and keep fresh petrol in it. Okay. All right. Well, what needs to be yeah. done is somebody needs to hook up a fuel pressure gauge. That's all that needs to happen. The fact that okay, it got I, slightly I better. They, 
I believe they did that at the shop that I go to, and they diagnosed it to the fuel canister. And when they pulled it off, they couldn't blow through it. And it looked like uh, black sump water out of a creek or something. And uh, they changed that out. Okay, but you can't draw any conclusions from that because it's still happening. Right? Okay. Yeah. Okay, and a plug fuel filter is typically going to give you a high-speed problem. You can go 60 but not 62. You can do 45 but not 48. So it's going to shut off the supply, and that's going to shut off RPMs and load. So, I mean, there's nothing I can draw a conclusion on because you pulled out swamp water out of your your, uh, fuel filter area. I mean, there's just nothing there. So, And you've said that it hasn't been any different. So intermittently, it's a cold start problem, and you'll feather it out until it runs fine. So I'm saying to you, if you were my customer, I would run a fuel pressure test, and you'd leave it there you know, for a day or so, and I'd start it and run it every morning. So I, it, I don't know what the fuel pressure is on your truck, but let's say it's 50. So if I start it up and I can't get more than 28 or 32, and I tip the throttle in and it dies on its face, I go, oh, okay. So then I drive it or I let it idle there for a while, and all of a sudden, boop. The needle pops to 50, and I go drive it, and everything's perfect. And I'd like to say your Ford's capable of laying rubber, but I'm not quite sure. And, of course, I'm just teasing you. <laughs> and uh, so that's what needs to happen. We can't just run it in on a Wednesday afternoon when the problem's not there and say, check my fuel pressure. That's silly. We need to check the fuel pressure in the environment where the problem is at. So that's kind of what needs to be done. You, This is one of those things that you can guess a whole bunch. I mean, if you want right. to throttle position sensor, map sensor, 88 Ford, a fuel pressure how regulator. Those, uh, how long do those throttle uh, body sensors usually last? I mean, could, you could I be due for one? Or? No, no, no. They all have symptoms associated with their demise, and, and there's no way anybody can answer that question because if you if you hang on to the throttle and you, back, you drive from Texas and back, then the throttle is going to be at one place, and so it's not going to do this the full sweep like a windshield wiper does on your car so no the it's not going to be anything on the on the on the throttle body other than i don't know where the fuel pressure um um the fuel what's the word i'm looking for i just it left regulator regulator thank you very much the fuel pressure regulator um i don't know where that's at on your car but normally it's somewhere outside the throttle body but it could be inside the throttle body but like i said we can guess all day long. You can take that to a lot of places and ask them about this and that and if they want to change it. But that's not a good idea. The good idea is is do what our industry is supposed to do. Test it in an environment where the problem exists. And clearly, it's a fuel-related problem because of what you say. So, you know, if you want to replace the throttle body, you want to do the TPS, you want to do the idle air control motor, you want to do the MAP or the MAF on the fuel pressure regulator and the fuel pump, one of them is going to fix it. So, okay. Hey, well, you, 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 what, type, what part of town do you, do you have a shop you like and you trust? Yes. Uh, should okay. I say it over the air or no? I don't care. Uh, it's exclusive auto repair. A fellow named Ivan runs it and a mechanic that's just, just so precise and he, he looks for every little detail. He's really great. His name is Sal, okay. and uh, they take care of me very well. But I'm over here uh, in in uh, North Glendale off of uh, 55th and Olive. Okay. You, I'm not going to send you any place other than where you're happy, and clearly you're happy. 
So I think this is a real easy thing. Drop it off and you say, hey, this is what I got. In the morning, when it's cold, it dies when, I, when I, as soon as I hit the throttle. or I try to feather the throttle, and sometimes I can get it running. But once I get it warmed up, I can drive it, and everything's fine. It seems to be that cold morning stuff. That's what I would do. And then say, what's your diagnostics? What is your diagnostic fee? And most everybody's 75 to $125. Some of them are lower. Some of them are higher. So I'm trying to give you a window that I know is going to be good. But anyway, thank you very much, and good luck to you. Good luck to you. And you know what? I'm going to go over my, my, my time, and I'm going to get Bob because he's been waiting. Bob, I'm going to get you no matter what, so tell me what you got going. Hi, Mark. I got an 02. It's a 2002 Chevy Blazer, S10 Blazer with 219,000 miles, and the transmission won't shift into third gear. Okay. And the tires are worn out, and the air doesn't work, and it needs ball joints. It's got a little dent in the back, and i got to get rid of it because my wife won't let me have the transmission rebuilt. So i got one of these junk car places. They'll come get it and give me $250. Okay. Do you think that's the best I can hope for? You just need to call around and and be prepared to send them a picture on your phone or something like that. They're going to part it out as well, $250. I mean, this car, it's old. You know that. And um, so it's 17 years old. So they're not going to have a whole lot of parts on your car that, I mean, no, no insurance company is going to pay for a front clip off of a junk S10 Blazer because the front clip installed and painted is, is three times the value of the vehicle. Right. So, and, and, and let me just argue with your wife for a minute, and, and don't misunderstand. If she's listening, you need to tell me, okay? No, have you had no, this? No, she's at work. Okay. Have you had this for 219,000 miles? No, I've had it since 05, but the engine is good. I mean, I keep Mobile One in it. I change the oil every 4,000 miles. I mean, I got 219,000 out of the original transmission, so that's okay. not bad, huh? No, no, it's not bad. So, real quick, what's going to happen if you junk this? You going to go buy a new one? No, I got another. My mom can't drive anymore, so I'm driving my mom's car. Okay, I, I got a get, car I'm using. Get rid of it. I, I'd call a couple of other places, and and what they want to know is is what's the sheet metal look like? Okay, you said there was a little dent in the back. We don't care about the back. What do the front fenders look like? What does the grill look like? Salt what is the front bumper and rear street. bumper? Okay, that's what you need to yeah. say. And it starts and runs. It has first and second low, gear. Then? Huh? Two fifty is low. I should no. get more than two fifty. No, I, I I don't know. I don't think you're gonna. I think you're gonna spend a lot of time and make fifty or a hundred dollars is what I think. But you can call lots of other places. Call a couple of different wrecking yards. Call one north, south, east, west. And I think he said he was going to donate it, and they were going to give him money. A lot of the wrecking yards don't even pay for them anymore. They just that's true. Yeah. And, and then on the two fifty, what you could do is is you could donate it to a high school auto shop or something like that. And probably write it off for three, four hundred dollars. Talk to your accountant. And so you, mm-hmm. if you if you write it off as two or three hundred dollars, I think the accountants say that you don't have to pay tax on two or three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Bob, good luck to you. And um, next time you call and it's a discussion between you and your wife, you make sure she's on the phone too, okay? (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, I'm not going to talk you into putting a transmission in this thing. There's just too many other things that are going to follow after it. So I'm I'm thinking, you know, it's time to bail. And if you got your mother's car, we're home free. 602-508-0960. We'll be back right after this. It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine, and you stick to it. 
But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. America. Welcome home the brave. The brave men and women who serve their country are coming home. Home to their cities and towns. Home to their mountains and valleys. Home to their families and friends. Home to America. Some of these warriors are coming home with wounds you can see, and some with wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Wounded Warrior Project was created to provide the support these wounded veterans need to ensure their return to America is well-adjusted and successful. But we need your help to ensure that our mission is a success. Help us honor and empower these wounded warriors. Contact us at findwwp.org. America, welcome home the brave. I'm a veteran. My victory was admitting I had PTSD and getting help. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. I no longer see it as a weakness, but as a sign of strength. I call it post-traumatic growth. DAV provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I am a veteran. I lost both legs in Vietnam. Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small. My victory was getting my benefits and a good education. I'm a veteran. When I got out, I felt like nowhere was safe. My victory was finding the help I needed. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. Thanks to DAV, now I feel like I'm human again. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Well, welcome back, everybody. 46 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, I'd like to tell you about a diesel shop up in northern Phoenix, right off the I-17. He's at I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. His name is Strictly Diesel Service and Repair. They handle all foreign and domestic light diesel trucks. Otherwise, they don't do the big ones. They're really good at what they do. They have Their website is open 24-7 where you can buy parts, compare parts, uh, see what's available for your diesel. But as you can well imagine, it's diesel-focused. Strictly Diesel and Repair is a Better Business Bureau rated shop. They have an A+. They have great technicians. And Nate runs the operation, and I know him personally. And I can tell you, he's a good guy. He's not going to take advantage of you. He's not going to sell you windshield wipers that you replaced day before yesterday. Did you know that story? Yes, I did. Okay. Well, I got an e- or a, a message from a friend of mine. He took his car in, uh-huh. and uh, they told him he needed windshield wipers. And he said, really? Yeah, are you sure? Oh, yes, yes, sir, sir, we're sure. He says, I just replaced those days ago. Yeah. Just days ago. Mm-hmm. And so 
I'm a lightning rod for the bad guys in our industry, and I don't mind. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of good guys, but I am the first to recognize there's some out there that don't walk in between the two lines we're supposed to stay. Mm -hmm. So they kind of deviate outside of that. Okay, Lucy, you're up first. How can I help you, Lucy? Oh, thank you so much. I, um, I've got a t- I just need a little advice about, uh, I'm trying to change out my car, maybe. Um, okay. I've got a 2008 Nissan Pathfinder, and it's been a great car. It's got uh, 20, let's see, <laughs> 280,000 miles on it, okay. and um, mostly highway miles. And, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get nervous about, um, a future, you know, um, big ticket items. Um, well, I, you know, I'm worried about big ticket items. Yes, that's exactly right. Okay. And, um, and, and I'm, and if I were to change out and I I don't know, that's why I'm calling to, you know, get some advice. Um, and if I were to change out, um, what would be a good car to go to or should, you know, what do you think with that kind of mileage and a 10-year-old car? How am I, uh, okay. what do you think? Two questions. Number one, have you replaced the air conditioning system in its entirety yet? No. Have you replaced the transmission? No. Okay. The sales tax and license of a new car will pay for those two things twice over. So those are the big things. If it doesn't use any oil, I want to tell you something. We see cars demise all the time. I've got cars in my fleet, uh, and I talk about customers' cars, from 200,000 to 500,000 miles. The common denominator of when we replace an engine and when we won't is somebody overheated it, somebody tried to drive, the oil light comes on, they tried to drive two miles home. So an overheat, a significant overheat, and running it low on oil is the demise. This this motor, when it starts throwing in the towel, it's going to start blue smoking you, and it's going to be drop drop oil on the wa- on the ground, which means that we're building up internal pressure because the rings are worn out and the the oil's coming out of the tailpipe. That's the beginning of the end. So let me flip on you. You could do a lot of work to that for the sales tax and license, which are non-recoverable dollars when you buy a new one. As far okay. as what you should buy, I need you to give me. Uh, I need you to give me three. So what I want you to do is I want you to come up with the three options, because there are a lot of options for you know Pathfinder replacements. So I need well, you to okay. narrow it down to three. Okay, I I'm I'm interested in another Pathfinder. Okay. Um and and I'm interested in maybe a 2-year-old car rather than a brand new car. Okay. Well, there's just uh, I have nothing wrong with the Pathfinder and with your success then I don't know why that wouldn't be one of your top 3. Uh-huh. So, the Nissan Pathfinder, the Toyota 4Runner. There's like I right. say there's lots of four four-door um sport utility vehicles out there so if just my email is real easy it's mark with the k at marksalem.com just give me three just tell me what you're looking at used you're going to have a used car checkover by your shop that's going to cost you 100 bucks plus or minus they're going to tell you what needs to be done now and maybe soon and maybe down the road which gives you negotiation posture for the guy or the shop you're buying it from so Don't buy anything used unless you have it checked over. It's the best money spent. We had a lady in the front lobby a while ago. She had a car. We wrote $950 worth of work that it needed now. 
She took it back to the dealer. They did the work for her and sold her the same car at the same price. So she came back and she goes, that's the best $100 I've ever spent. That doesn't happen often, but that's the purpose of a used car checkover. Thank you, Lucy. Good luck to you. Thank Thank you very much. You bet. John, you're up next. How can I help you? Hey, Mark. I called last week. I got that 2006 uh, Chevy Express van with the oil leak. Okay. Um. It's got 201,000 miles on it, and here's my question: Would it be would it be worth uh, putting a you know a, I don't know a thousand bucks in to fix the oil leak with that kind of miles on it? Well, yeah, I think we talked about this, like you say, last week. Has the PCV valve been checked? Has that system been verified? Um, no. Okay. Well, we need to do that first. I don't know what size the oil leak is. You could go to a thicker weight. You could certainly do that, um, and 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 I don't, you know, the if the back hold the tailgate and the bumper and the back doors of your express is covered in oil, then nothing's going to fix that. So you can either replace the rear seal or the back of the intake manifold, or you can just drive it and let the oil blow underneath the car, and you'll have a big oil leak and it'll drip everywhere. But you just keep feeding it oil. So I can't answer your question, but I want you to check the PCV valve system first. And if if the PCV valve, which is a vacuum for the engine, is not working, then you're developing internal pressure, which is causing your oil leak. So we need to do that first. And I don't know that it's $1,000. You threw that number at me last week, and I, I don't know if that's the right number or not. Well, and we tell people you got to look at the inside of the car or the outside of the car because he said, should I put the money in it? Well, yeah. not knowing what the rest of the vehicle looks like, is it worth keeping? I, I don't know. Or and is how it much worth... maintenance is he right. do and how much maintenance is he up for and right. what has he done? Have you driven this car its entire life, John? Yeah, I've, I had it. Okay, so it just really depends. I would want to see all your receipts to see how much money you've spent divided by 201,000 miles. If you're if you're sitting there at 50 cents a mile, then I don't really think you've spent as much money as you think you have. And if you're at a dollar a mile, that might be different. So those are the things. But, you know, get the PCV valve checked, then decide whether you're going to fix the oil leak or not. And depending on how big it is, if you, like I said, if you don't have any spots on the rear tailgate or right. the rear bumper, then it's not that bag of a leak. Okay. All right, thanks a lot. All right, you betcha. Terry, you're up next. How can I help you? Good morning. Good morning. I've got a 2008 GMC Sierra pickup. Okay. It's got a hundred, about 160,000 miles on it. When I, it's been fine, and but when I put it in reverse now, when it's cold and I back it up, there's something clicking, click, 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 and it ticks when I back up and. Sometimes I'm having a little bit of a struggle getting it into gear periodically. And, Mark, when I go down the road, now this has been true for the last 20,000, I hate to say, embarrassed okay. to say, 20,000 miles. Just say it's your um, wife's car. It, <laughs> that's all. It, well, actually, frankly, for the most part, it was for a long oh, time. I'm not getting into that. that. <laughs> Terry, I'm just coaching once, you, okay? I know. Well, once, once, I got, once you got out of a car that she had to get down into into a truck where she gets up into it and looks down, she, and, well, you know, it's a control factor. Anyway, um, when I'm going down the road, it feels like every once in a while something clicks, like the air compressor goes on. There's a little bit of a, you know, I, you can't, I, I can't hear it, but you can feel it, okay. um, like a humming. And then okay. it clicks off, 
and then everyone, then it will click on again. And okay, does it click every time you start it in the morning? No. Okay. Well, some Mostly we have to hear cold, the click. Oh, okay. Yeah, just we have to hit the tick, 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 tick when I back up. Here, here's what you have to do. You have to do. Okay. You have to tell us how to make it happen. It's got to sit overnight. It's got to be cold. Yep. You got to start yep. it up. You got to count yep. to three. Put it in reverse. The noise should be there. Or yep. nope. Right. I'm going to start it up. I'm going to finish my cup of coffee. I'm going to walk back inside. <laughs> set the coffee cup down. Walk back out. We need to do what you do, and then okay. you might say, "I I'm going to hold the idle up and I'm going to put it in reverse, and it doesn't. It's not there." Or, yeah. you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put it in neutral and start it up and move it up to reverse. Is yeah. it there? So I'm coming from park down to reverse or neutral, Bob. These are the things you, you have to modify this. And you have okay. to teach us how to do it. But I want to tell you something. Clicking, sitting still could be anything. It could be a blend door. It could be a compressor coming on and off. Although if you have the climate yeah. controls off, then it's off. You, the compressor yeah. can't come on unless it's on heat or air yeah. conditioning when you start it up in the morning, and that'd be easy enough. Yeah. Turn off the heat or air conditioning, and the click goes away. Yeah. So the, if mm. it, another thing I want you to do is, is I, I want you to see if you can isolate it from the center of the dash. Okay. okay? And and maybe yep. you have your wife started up, and you're on you're outside, and you kind of walk around the front real Good quick. Good idea. Okay, yeah, so is idea. it is it engine compartment? Is it cab? Is it is it your the passenger seat is resetting? It, or maybe your wife's beer bottles rolling around underneath the seat okay. or something. Yeah, I wonder if that's it. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it, it, it just learn how to do it. But at this particular <laughs> point, if you wanted to go to Tucson and uh, and uh, and and mess around and come back, I'd go with you with a clicking noise like that. I mean, obviously, it's not yeah. going to be anything of substantial nature. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Thank I you. I appreciate it. Thanks. You betcha. You betcha. Um, he sounded. Wait his wife sounded like your wife and my wife. Oh. Okay. Action yeah. Auto Repairs at I seventeen and um, Deer Valley. Tom owns um, Action Auto, and and he's been around since nineteen eighty three, and I've owned I've known him since the early eighties. In two weeks from now, Tom and I and another guy are going to go snowmobiling. I've never done before. And so Tom tells me that he has snowmobiles that do like 100 miles an hour. And my son's letting me borrow his Michelin suit, which is this big old thing that's supposed to keep me warm. Now, this this desert boy has never (laughs) ridden a snowmobile, but he says he he can teach me. Okay. So if I'm back hurt and there's a bunch of replay shows, it's because he got me hurt. That's right. It's I'm his fault. Up your life insurance policy. Exactly. I think. Yeah. So, but Tom knows cars and he has a BMW BMW technician that's second to nobody. So if you're looking for an uh, and a non dealership type independent shop to work on your BMW, anybody can change the oil and rotate your tires. But when you have a problem, you better find somebody that knows that car. So Action Auto Repair, I-17 in Deer Valley. Make sure you stop by and visit them if you're up in that area. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. 602-508-0960. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.